0: Welcome back to the uh, 411 Hot Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me once again is 411, Steve Cook. And uh, we've decided to take another stroll down memory lane, as Steve and I have often done. And by the way, this Steve, I think this, uh, this backlash show that I've been talking about for a month now um, just so everyone knows, like it's been recorded. I have just not been able to find it on my computer, so don't worry. Backlash 2002, it better, be really, it better really deliver, because we've been waiting yeah. on the show for about a month. So.
1: Well, what we really should deliver is the Judgment Day 2002 yes, review. Will. Yes, and, and we will because get to that one. Yeah, You were live in public, if you will, on the Mothership Superstation TBS, <laughs> yes. if you will. Yes, I, I was there for that one. You went to that pay winda. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, know, I don't know if you went to pay one day after that show. I don't know. I could tell, you could tell us on that. I don't know. There was, I mean, listen, there were probably some matches in the crowd and
0: stuff, but I don't know if, um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. But we will get to Judgment Day 2002 as we continue our, our 2002 journey. But we are going to make a pit stop here over the next several weeks. As we look at SummerSlam, um, we'll do this, you know, again, for the bigger WWE events. Uh, kind of look back, a little stroll down memory lane, as I mentioned um, we're going to do this for three of them, so we've decided. We've made our official decision here. Of course, this one is going to be a look back at SummerSlam 2013, which, as we'll see very quickly, quite a quite a notable time to do this review based on the news cycle right yep. now. A um, lot
1: of <laughs> news items will be updated here because there's a lot of people in the news yes. on the early portion of this card, and on their portion of this card too. Yeah,
0: All over the place. Um, and then, as we joked about on the previous episode, but yet somehow decided to actually make this a a thing we are going to do SummerSlam 1995 which i will tell you right now um spoiler alert it's not going to rival 2013 uh in any way shape or form Uh, but uh, we're going to do 95 and then we're going to do 2000 that's had the uh that had rock triple h kurt angle um all of that so
1: we got to unpack that. We got to have a lot to unpack with Rock Triple H Ankle. There's lots of stuff going on there.
0: A lot to get to in that. We also had TLC match. Um, that was, you know. Yes. Again,
1: in the pecking order, business.
0: I think, Steve, it's safe to say 95 is probably going to be third on this list
1: uh, for most people. <laughs> but we, There will be some matches from uh, two of these shows on the upcoming top seven SummerSlam matches on 401mania.com. Again, just plug that while I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean it's kind of interesting because I was kinda of wondering, have we done SummerSlam matches on four one one lately? And we did a bunch back in the day, but it's been a while. Yeah. Well. It's been a while, as I as I learned as I was as I was looking through the articles. It's been you know, nearly seven years. So it's been a while. So and there's some new stuff that's happened since then, including this show, so gonna be good. But I'll I'll spoil alert. Could be a lot of Bret Hart. A lot of Bret Hart. He was a lot of uh, Bret Hart in Summerslam. Yeah. I will call. I will say right here, Bret Hart, even now in this time period, is Mr. Summerslam.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think it's hard to disagree with that, and I think you'll you'll see that in your column probably. With uh, yeah, just think back. And I mean,
1: even with the matches I left out, you know, anytime this guy was on Summerslam, even when he, even when he worked Isaac Yang, he got a good matchup. Of Isaac Yang him on Summerslam. Come on now.
0: He had some good tag team matches too, like him and Night. He made, got a good matchup. Yeah. Out. Doink. yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, like he. <laughs> The Hart but, Foundation demolition. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff from Bret Hart and SummerSlam. So Bret Hart still to this day, as far as I can tell, Mr. SummerSlam. You can prove me wrong, if you want to, in the comments or wherever you know. Let me know. Twitter accounts, Steve Cook eight four. You know, <laughs> let me
0: know. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting discussion. Like you said, uh, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if anyone on SummerSlam 2013 is going to be in that running. Shawn is...
1: Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania and Bret Hart's Mr. SummerSlam. It is what it is.
0: I mean, look, they're two of the best. So um, they yeah. own two of the best uh, MVP labels for arguably you know, the top two
1: shows. So, Unfortunately, um, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were not on this show. So. No.
0: Well, and I don't think probably Shawn and... Hogan from 2005 is probably going to make that list either. But um, I thought about it
1: because Sean's selling for Hulk was yeah, off the page.
0: And it was. Um, that's that's another one. So Sean's had some good matches at SummerSlam. I mean, he has Triple H Sean Street does Fight.
1: Make my list one time spoiler.
0: Yeah. Um, who else did he did he wrestle Vader one year or was that? He did. Know. It doesn't make the list. No, I didn't think so. But I, I was just like thinking of random matches. That's like, bad time. I remember yeah. Vader, but I don't. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right, SummerSlam 2013. 2013. Let's let's get to it because, like you said, there's a lot to get to here, and this is going to tie in. (laughs) There's going to tie in current events. The host of SummerSlam 2013. I forgot. Like this is one of those shows where, like, you're thinking, you're like, okay, we're only eight years later, but this feels like a completely different sort of. It really does. Like it's just completely (laughs) different, right? A whole
1: Uh, different generation. It's so
0: weird, but um. It's just, yeah, it just feels so different. Uh, and but...
1: the Miz, the Miz, <laughs> I'm always, I'm jumping on them. The Miz is the host. And here's the thing. The Miz is a Face. Yeah. How All about right. that? Uh, mm. It's interesting. Um, That's, you know, I've always, and I've always said this, and people will disagree with me for this, but, uh, you know, I, I don't care. I want the Miz to have a good baby Face run before I take him seriously as, you know, a, a top-notch, Doug Hall of Famer type of guy. Yeah. Because Miz, he's a great heel. Don't get me wrong. I love Miz as a heel. He's just a great jackass, you know. Even on his own reality show, Miz and Misses, even though he's very likable on that show, he's still a heel. It's yeah. great. Love it. But uh, for whatever reason, anytime he tries to be a vape face, it just doesn't work.
0: No. Well, my suggestion would be put him against Baron Corbin. He's got a chance. Um... Oh,
1: God. No, no. <laughs> don't put anybody against Baron Corbin. Good God. No. Oh.
0: Well, we've we've spent some time on that that new character of Corbin's uh, here recently, but uh, yeah, that's something. But the Miz, as you said, the host of SummerSlam here 2013, um, and he opens up the show, kind of hyping up our our main events. But then we get another other <laughs> fan current event Dango. Oh <laughs> my
1: goodness!
0: Fandango. has arrived. And Steve, I'll tell you the first thing that brought to my mind when I saw this and then you just watch how this played out. I was like, boy, had this Fandangoing really gone out of style by this point because yes, there was about seven people in the crowd that, <laughs> that yeah, were doing this. <laughs> um,
1: remember when, yeah, we remember when it got over at WrestleMania, when uh, you know, when Chris Jericho, remember at WrestleMania, got over there for a real second. <laughs> but then they decided to really jump on the train and had Jerry Lawler interview him. And they really tried to make it a thing. And once they tried to make it a thing, everybody's like, no, no, hmm. we're done. Yeah, well, they haven't learned that. Poor, last, <laughs> because, poor, poor guy, because uh, Fandango, he's a good worker. I, I like him. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but man, once you tried to make Fandango in a thing, like, uh Yeah, yeah.
0: That anytime yeah. they, they try to force, oh, we say, I mean, <laughs> take, take any example, right? Seeing our brains, like it, anytime they try to force something on you, the reaction is usually not very good. Um, yeah. So that's uh, a. It got
1: over it one time and they tried four standard base throats and then we jumped out the board. Yeah. Was that? Was that? I
0: think like there are plenty of examples like Tout Remember when WWE was just pushing that Talt! Tout <laughs> Like just, they, they just jump on something and man, they just ride that thing to the ground. Like they
1: they don't. It doesn't care. take long either. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so, so Fandango and Summer Rae came out and danced, and uh, Miz said, "Really, <laughs> really, really, is it a thing? It was a thing." Yeah. And then they had a video package, and then after video package. <laughs> Somebody came out to sing national anthem. Uh, the uh, ring announcer Jojo, remember Jojo? <laughs> I do. Um,
0: this is this is. I put this on Twitter. Steve kindly retweeted it. Um, <laughs> one of the very few. But this is there is a ten minute stretch to start this show that we could probably spend just as much time talking about current news items on than talking about what actually happened here with this There's ten minutes else. because not not a lot happened. But you said it. We get a video package of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk's journeys to these big matches against WWE's, you know, whatever you want to call them, like legacy talents here in in Cena and Lesnar. And then JoJo um, comes out to sing the National Anthem. And then, Steve, we start the show (laughs) with (laughs) a Ring of Fire match between (sighs) Bray Wyatt and Kane. I mean, think about that. That's 10 minutes right there. All we've seen in the wrestling news cycle here as we're recording this on August the 4th is Punk and Bryan to AEW. JoJo has quietly left WWE. And oh, by the way, Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE. Like, what an unbelievable sequence.
1: Oh, oh my God. They released his whole (laughs) damn family, didn't they?
0: Do you think they went back? Do you think Nick Khan went back and watched SummerSlam 2013 last week and said, "All right, here's the deal. I see all four <laughs> of these. People like, all right, that's it." Did we he go. not
1: like the way Joe sang the national anthem? Is that what you're saying? Maybe not. I don't did know. Did he not like the Kane versus? I did not like the Kane versus Bray Wyatt match. I'm not. No. Yeah. He's like who? He's like, where's this Kane guy? Oh yeah, he's
0: the mayor in uh, of Knox County in Tennessee. Knoxville. Yeah. How's
1: that going?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I will be honest with you. I did not remember anything about this Ring of Fire match
1: at all. No, and uh, it's it's just a weird thing. I don't think that you should open the show with an Inferno match. Yeah. Because I, I mean that should be a stipulation that kind of means something. Like oh my God, the ring's on fire. Yeah. I don't think you open the show with that because you know after once you open the show with the ring on fire, it's like what where is she gonna do? <laughs> you get of the pizza cutter. You're, you're... You got the pizza cutter. You, got, I mean, my god, you're good. You got the lights here, you got to smash up the head. Of the head. Like, my god, I, I don't understand it. No, it's, it's weird. I, I did not like the move, and also the match is not good. It's Bray Wyatt and Kane. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as people love Kane, I guess somebody loves Kane. Do, do people still like Kane? I think so.
0: They, they really reflect fondly on Isaac Yankum, right? <laughs> Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Isaac Yankum. Great match. So there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know Bret Hart and Isaac gave me a great match. It's first time 95. I did like the Kane interference and Bad Blood night stuff. Okay, so that, that was good. There you go. But other than that, oh, good God. Well, this thing,
0: it, it sucked. It I'm wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't good. And this is one of those where, in theory, you're like, cool. Ropes, iron. but it like then you fun. realize guys can't run off the ropes. They can't like do, do any of this. Um it's
1: Kane and Bray Wyatt with, who are who are already two limited performers? Let's be honest. You know, and and the thing is, and we're we're spoiling top sevens, <laughs> and I want to do something about Bray Wyatt, and then I watch some stuff and it's like, I, I I can't do this. I cannot do top seven Bray Wyatt. I can't. I can't do it. I'm not the guy. Yeah. I know some 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 of you are out there. And if you're out there, feel free to apply to 401 maniacom and uh, you know list your top seven Bray Wyatt moments. I, I can, I, I, that's just not me. I can't do that because I watch that stuff. And it's like, oh my god, it's just, it's not good to me. It's like you know when Jim Cornette watches Nick Gage smashing lights to other people. <laughs> that's how I react when I see Bray Wyatt and doing magic and Alexa Bliss on. That's how that's that's me. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I can't do this. So, I don't know. Blake, am I, am I crazy? Am I Listen, insane? I think the
0: last two years of Bray Wyatt have just completely, it removes a lot of good thoughts that you probably Yeah, oh,
1: the, the Seth Rollins match. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That, that, that's awesome. No, no. I, I will argue that match is
0: probably, and I say this having watched a lot of wrestling, I think that is one of the matches that I think may be one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. I honestly mean that, and I don't, and I, and again, it's not the talent involved, but it's the actual booking of the match. You had a hot character fresh from the start, and then they booked the finish the way that they did. Like I think it's one of the dumbest booking in. A, and look, I've watched WCW and the Ding Dongs and all this other stuff,
1: but yeah, Ding Dongs <laughs> were not as offensive because the Ding ding-dong, Dongs were just one little segment. Yeah, it was just one little match. You could, you know, you could apologize for that. They built a promotion around this, this bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I think
0: that's the problem. I think Bray Wyatt, you know, I just... Like, you look back at this he's character...
1: He's a creative guy, don't right? get me wrong. Yeah. He's, he's got some creativity there, but... Man, there's a lot of stuff there. It's just complete bullshit.
0: Yeah. Like, there was a lot going with this character at this time in 2013. And of course, you had Luke Harper, um, Eric Rowan were out, yes. I thought, yes. you know... Good it's people. Great to see them. Um Love you know, them. obviously just you know what they meant to, to that everything. You know, just again, they, they were also a huge part of Bray Wyatt and WWE. Um and you know just that's, the match sucks. Well, right. The match the just match was good. Sucked. That's just yeah. that is. And the fans at one point towards the end, as Kane's getting beat down by all of them, uh, they're chanting for The Undertaker. Well, we're not getting the Undertaker. Yeah, so. you can
1: get the Undertaker. <laughs> and you know, Wyatt won. And yeah. uh they took Kane away. And I put in the notes here in in sarcasm i'm sure it led to something it didn't to anything I, <laughs>
0: I have been, i can tell you 100 certainty steve i have no idea what it led to
1: not a clue well we'll see if we when we once we review this period of time well it eh, probably didn't lead the well, goddamn listen, didn't,
0: thing. we got i think we got one of bray white's best matches though uh six not seven, hold on seven months not six, this match. hold on six months later Elimination Chamber 2014. That was the Wyatt family versus the Shield. So it, maybe oh, okay. it led to something. But that was, I think, that would probably be categorized one of Wyatt's best matches. So what
1: did I have to do? Okay, well, I'll, have to, I'll have to rewatch the booking towards. Okay. Or there's some booking. to live. Okay. I do. Uh, the shield versus Wyatt was some good, 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 good stuff. Yes, sir. A lot of good stuff. So
0: this wasn't yes. it though. There like was good
1: white periods. This was not one of those good white periods. This was, this
0: was early. Um, this was not it. Uh, so I,
1: I also love the Wyatt and Daniel Bryan period, but we'll get to that at some point. I'm sure. Yes. But, uh, you know, but, man, there's a lot of Bray Wyatt stuff that wasn't so good, and I don't know how that would convert to AEW. I don't know. We'll see I it But he's a creative guy, so I don't know.
0: I I wouldn't mind seeing Bray Wyatt and Malachi Black in, like, a just a completely—
1: Malachi Black is a—he that he, he looked good tonight, didn't he? Hey, boy, he did. Of course, we're— you know
0: doing this right after dynamite and uh um... so we're
1: doing some live we're doing some current news as well so why not yes you know um cody rhodes. Yeah, she likes that what a segue isn't this right because
0: next up we have a cody rhodes match um... we got a
1: cody rhodes match <laughs> coming up next folks, against damien sandow it, remember damien sandow uh, my god sandow
0: here's here's quick trivia and i don't think anyone would be able to answer this off the top of their head steve i am 100 percent confident in this The SummerSlam kickoff panel, if anyone out there before they continue to listen to this or don't go back and cheat, if anyone could name the SummerSlam kickoff panel, like I don't even, I don't want to say I'm going to give anyone money because I think someone may be like, oh, I actually know it. Josh Matthews, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and Vicky Guerrero.
1: What a group
0: that is in 2013, right?
1: That is a group. (laughs) That is a panel. I would like to sit around and take a piece out of their mind. Wow um, see what you're
0: thinking yeah yeah that's uh i've I've only met one of those four Steve do you know which one that is Vicky? Josh Matthews <laughs> How
1: is josh matthews
0: i so here's here's a here's a tidbit okay i i don't i go. think I think like the I can put this out there now because it's been six six years i think, so I interviewed for a job with impact like six years ago okay. um and it was uh, I can't remember the specifics of the job. But... Josh
1: Matthews, your interview. <laughs> so
0: let me just tell you, like the the process of this. This was a very interesting deal because you come in, you get interviewed, but it's not just like you're not just meeting with one person, right? Like you're Go meeting ahead. with multiple people. So in the course of this, by the way, I met with like one of the guys that was like over their their website, I think. I met Dixie Carter, and. I had to sit in a room and talk to Josh Matthews for about 15 minutes about, like, what I felt like I would bring to the table. So <laughs> it was a very interesting conversation. I think Josh Matthews, actually, I think he gets a bad rap. Like, he was someone that I thought was very intelligent, very knowledgeable.
1: Josh like. And... I, you know what? i got to tell you that Josh Matthews, I thought that Josh Matthews and Madison Rain was a yeah. pretty damn good announcing. They team. I thought they were better I thought than, they did a good yeah. job. I, you know, they, they had some natural chemistry, obviously. <laughs> you know, since a... Got married, but I thought they were a good announcing together.
0: And they're calling it in front of the empty arena for what? Probably, I mean, for however long it was, like whatever a good they were of the run. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. So that's that. That's it's just an interesting. Neither bit here bit. nor there. Yes. uh Here I am, not working with Impact. Neither instead, here nor there. <laughs> uh, Steve and I are doing a podcast. I am not currently at the Impact. You're not currently um. interviewing
1: for Impact Wrestling. <laughs> You know, uh, so okay. I, you know, I never got the interview for Impact Wrestling, so I, you know, it is what it is. It is
0: what it is. Meanwhile, we're watching SummerSlam 2013. We and,
1: got uh, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, uh, also known as Aaron Rex, also known as what the hell is he in the Impact? Was he in the, the Aaron, Aaron Stevens. Is that
0: Aaron Stevens.
1: Aaron Stevens. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Um, Former partner of Josephus, AKA. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was his? The um the, qu- the question. The question mark? Yes. The question yes, mark. The yes. question mark.
0: Yeah. God rest his soul. Yes. God rest his soul. There the, there was some quality entertainment. I don't like that. The, I like the pandemic. You talk about like again. I mean, we talked about it, but it's like NWO had some good stuff going on. Like, and it's they just did. man.
1: Oh man, it's been shot. has been shot in the mouth and put out the pasture now. Well, I can't. although we saw Camille out there next to. <laughs> Hey, I'm a big had, Camille uh, fan.
0: Uh, big die, Camille man. fan. i next
1: to Lael Hirsch, which is weird because I buy Lail Hirsch as a badass more than I buy Camille as a badass. But Camille's like a two feet taller. It's a weird thing going on there. I'm know.
0: big big fans of both of those. I'm looking forward to this because it's going
1: to be weird, weird stuff going on there. So we'll see how it goes. But uh What
0: did you think about Sandow? I, I love Sandow's character at this time. Uh, I just liked it. So,
1: but... You know, I was pleasantly surprised to see that character because it's been a while since I'd seen the uh, Damien Sandow character. Silence! You know. <laughs> oh, it was good, good stuff. And we saw Kenny Rhodes... Cody Rhodes Sands mustache, which oh my gosh, they spent they were plugging how Cody Rhodes lost his mustache. You had to see it on the JBL and Cole show on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, good God. Do you remember anyway, the
0: who- JBL and
1: Cole show? The JBL and Cole show. Wow. Well although that did lead to Daniel the Dazzler Bryan, so that's pretty good.
0: No. Yeah. That's um well it by the way, for those again, if you haven't gone back and watched this, like Sandow is the money in the bank holder at this point. This had all come about after
1: Sandow. He yeah, a nice briefcase, too, because Cody threw the original briefcase into said, yeah, golf, Mexico.
0: So that's where this came from. Um, and naturally, Steve, because Damien Sandow is the money in the bank holder, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, guess who won the match? He yeah. has to
1: lose. <laughs> <laughs> guess who won the match? It was Cody Rhodes. Because he doesn't have the briefcase. Good old... 50-50 booking, like we still have here in Dead in twenty twenty-one. I was just them.
0: trying to think. I was like, when did the when did that theme start of the money in the bank holder losing
1: every single match? Like, did it start uh, with Sandow? Uh, I don't know. Long, I think it's probably before that, but you know, it was uh, fully is fully here at this point. And I also there that I saw a salty flag in the I saw a salty flag in the crowd. Wow, yeah. So you know, I saw Rivers watching on. A lot of foreshadowing They're, in this. Well, foreshadowing here, Yes. And we we saw what happened with Damien Sandow's uh, main bank run. He had a match with John Cena. And people <laughs> told me, oh, well, he lost the match with John Cena, but made him a star. What the fuck did he do after that? Nothing. Yeah, not much, huh? <laughs> um... Wow. Uh, that's when he had the Mizdow run, man. People told me how had to make him a star. And no, it didn't make him a star. No, it didn't. No. Well Sorry.
0: this was I thought this was a solid match. It wasn't great, but
1: it it's was fine. It was solid. It was the way it was. it's it there. Not hanging on the guy, but it was just there. It wasn't it wasn't. It was a match. I mean it wasn't it the was worst thing. Was it wasn't
0: <laughs> the worst thing on this show. I will I will say that. Yeah. That's that's the compliment I can probably give it. So um yeah. So Cody wins, and then we get ready for the big World Heavyweight Championship match. But, Steve, yeah. to get there, we get a video package of Christian and questioning his future in wrestling. Is this it for him? Is this going to be his last opportunity? Well, well, it probably should have been. <laughs> as we find out <laughs> eight years later, he's still going. So
1: He's still um, going. Yeah.
0: Hey, this is just – man, it is – this this show, I think, people is like that. People are trying that.
1: to talk to me. You know, and we'll go off to the current current conversation now. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just going to ask right now. People tell me that Christian is going to be the guy to challenged Kenny Omega at All Out. Do you see that? I don't see it at all. I don't think – No, I do don't. That. Not the way he's been booked. He barely beat the blade. So I don't know. I don't see it happening right now. But, I don't know uh, what's going to happen
0: with the Hangman been... stuff. But I just – I think that <sighs> – I, I give AEW the benefit of the doubt. As we've said before, I think it's hard to get WWE when it comes to this longer term story stuff. But I give them the benefit of the doubt. They'll figure this out. But I also don't want them to hold off on this hangman thing too long to where it's like. It
1: feels like. I don't know. It, it just feels like holding off. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't I mean, know.
1: But we got Christian, Christian Cage. Not Christian Cage. It's Christian. Challenging for the world heavyweight title against. Alberto
0: D'Arrino maybe you should have interviewed for a job at WWE (laughs) you should have interviewed with WWE
1: ring announcer look at this it's pretty good that was pretty good Um, the the unfortunate thing now is that Alberto D'Arrino can't be booked anywhere not now in 2021 you can't book this guy anywhere (laughs) It's sh- Yeah, oh. <laughs> I almost said, yeah, I almost said it, but you know, like you know have, what I'm
0: saying. We are three matches in, and just think of like all the current events that we have been able to cover.
1: Eight years right? ago, this is from eight yeah. years ago. Um,
0: that we're shows doing you... current
1: events. We're doing <laughs> uh, we're doing bl- backlashes to uh, previous history. We're man. not even close to done. Like we're on the current and events stuff. More. There's more stuff coming up, folks. We got more current events to talk about, man, because. A lot of stuff going on, but Christian Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship, and I'll tell you, man. I read some reviews after I read some reviews while I was after I watched the show, and I think a lot of people they rated the high, they rated the match higher than I did. I thought it was a fine match. I thought it was okay. A lot of people thought it was really good. What do you think? Did you think it was like a top-notch, knock your socks off
0: match? Here's what I let's see in my notes. I put that I thought that they had good chemistry. I thought that there were you know it was hard hitting you know Del Rio's busted open from his mouth. He already had the the eye because Christian did what like he had just his eye was already messed up. Yeah, I, and I thought there were several moments where they they hooked it well enough to where people thought Christian was going to win. Um, I I think it's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Like I didn't love it, but I also thought it was above average. I think I would say. Um <laughs> But, but but I listen, I'll say this too. I was never the biggest Alberto del Rio fan. So I think that probably limits. Mm. Like, I just, I, again, we talk about guys like, I'm trying to think of like matches off the top of my head. Like, this is probably one of his, like, this is one of the ones I actually remember maybe more than some of the others because I don't remember a lot of others. So, I mean, I know he won the Royal Rumble, but <laughs>
1: like, I don't really remember. A He's lot always very character stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, that's very character.
0: So I thought it was solid.
1: And I was, I was also not sure what character he's playing at this point because I, I'll be honest, I forget what is he trying to do at this point. Was he a face? Was he? Well, what he... I mean,
0: after the match, right? He What's does the. He after the match, he does the interview with Renee. He plays up to the Mexican crowd. Yeah. yeah, and he plays up to the crowd, and it's like I, I don't know exactly what like he was trying. You know, this is to me like watching it back. I'm thinking like. I don't know. It was like Rey Mysterio about to come out or something. Like, because I, I, I didn't know, I couldn't remember. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's kind of.
1: I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the match is bad. It's obviously better than the first two matches. Yeah. But you know, it didn't hit me as well as it's other people. Yeah,
0: I thought it was good, but I don't think it was necessarily great. Um,
1: but hey, but, but yeah, that's the, the plight when you have two world heavyweight championships. One comes off as lesser than, And people still don't learn this. We still have two world championships in a company, and nobody figures out that, well, only one guy can be the super ultimate champion in the company. They still don't figure this out.
0: 2002, Steve. We're going back there. Like, that's when they they were like, all right. That's
1: when they tried to unify it, <laughs> and it made sense, you know, but then we kind of have Triple H as a champion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah, like you said, Del Rio retains here. Um, good match. It was fine. It was, I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. I'm not I, saying it's I probably bad. liked it more than you did, but I didn't. It's not yeah. my favorite. But I, I thought it was. I, honestly, I thought it was better than it was going to be when I going into it. I'll say that. Like I, I didn't, I didn't really know what it was going to because I just didn't remember it. But um, it was better than I thought. So now
1: <laughs> we 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 got Maria Menounos.
0: Yeah. One of my favorites. We go back to the Miz, and uh, nice. Maria Menounos is back there. She and... had a
1: match, by the way, on the SummerSlam uh, 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 fan fest. With? Which, uh, <laughs> good Lord. I don't know. Why? Eva what Marie, you doing?
0: Natalia. <laughs>
1: is, with Eva Marie. <laughs> Eva oh, Marie,
0: Natalia, and I think, um, yeah. who was it? Brie Bella, maybe? I assume. I don't know. She, I don't or, know. I don't, Nikki Bella, probably. That's right, because I don't know who it was with. Um, but Fandango, oh, comes, I don't
1: know.
0: Fandango comes back out. I'm going to assume, Steve, and again, I can't tell you this with certainty. I'm going to assume this led to a match with Miz and Maria versus Fandango and Summer Rae. I could be wrong. <laughs> Who knows? But I th- I would have to believe it. I,
1: that. You know what? I don't know, and I don't really care enough to try to find out. Well, I'm going to find that because I want to know. Um, but we're not going to do it right you this are, You're, You're invested <laughs> in Miz and Fandango here. That led us into a match
0: between Natalya and Brie Bella. Um, ah,
1: yes, they're pumping. They're pumping up the, the Total Divas here. Yes, this was. Bri had the Funkadactyls with her, and Brie had Nikki Bella and Eva Marie out there with her. Did you ever watch Total Divas at any point? I did. All I right. watched the first. I watched the first couple of seasons. I did too, but then I stopped. <laughs> I said, yeah. I, I, there was a point where it's like, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. But I will say, in in defense of this match, it was better than your early Trish matches we've been watching.
0: Well, that's listen. I yeah, I thought Brie Bella was exactly. actually looked. I thought she looked like she was better than probably I would have perceived at this point in her career. So um, I thought uh,
1: Brie... I, I think Brie is bad. Well, I, I, don't think I thought so. she was uh.
0: better in this maybe than I remember in some of the others. But
1: um, I'm I'm kinder to Nikki uh, to Nikki and Brie than most because Nikki became a pretty good wrestler.
0: She got yeah, she got a lot better because she could have some yeah. of those sta- like singles matches like yeah, she could.
1: I thought Nikki would got better than Brie, and Brie wasn't bad, and you know so I I give the Bells a lot more credit than a lot of people do because a lot of people like think oh Nikki Brie never did got they never did anything, and I I disagree. I thought they had some darn good matches.
0: Well, speaking of current events, um, Tyrus <laughs> Tyrus is in NWA now, I think right. Um, why are we talking about Tyrus? Well, because Natalia was accompanied by the Funkadactyls. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> oh Daniel, boy. boy. heal me, and Cameron. Yeah, yes. the Funkadactyls. So they yes. were
0: still in that gimmick at this point. If you would have asked me when that era was, the Funkadactyls and the um, whatever, I could not have even guessed of like <laughs> when that would have been. Um, so yeah that 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 feels like a century ago so they were here this match was what it was um natalia sharpshooter got the win to beat uh bella so um that led us into (laughs) oh boy oh yeah
1: we went to catering (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did. You know, well, a, lot of, a lot of people spend their days in catering nowadays.
0: Eric Bischoff was not there since that was the popular... Um, Eric
1: Bischoff is not catering. He wants to know he's not in catering. <laughs> he was not he in was, catering. Yeah. But Ryback was. Except when he's sat in catering to interview people because, you know, that's where a lot of people gather. <laughs> but so, all I know is that Ryback is a bully. Oh, yes. boy. Um so he
0: Ry- is Ryback... Angry with the food. The soup is cold. The catering worker tells him it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be cold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So good luck. So Ryback's response is the big guy doesn't like cold soup. Well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, and Steve, here's what I wrote in my notes. I said, Ryback pours the soup down the worker's shirt and then <laughs> on his head in a segment that likely made Vince McMahon very proud. Because, um, you know, he this, said,
1: <laughs> we all know what Vince McMahon said, that's good shit, oh, pal. God, you know he said that.
0: This this was the like epitome of if you want Vince McMahon, that's good shit, pal. Like this was it. Um, I had this was it. Oh my. Um, so it was <laughs> be a star, right? Like that's what Jerry Lawler said on commentary after this. He's like Ryback, sure not being a star. And I'm thinking, that's oh right. my, yeah. What a campaign that was. <laughs> um, all right. Now that we've gotten all the this stuff out of the way, let's get to the. <laughs> Let's get to the meat of this show. Let's um, get
1: to an actual match, yes.
0: Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk, a no disqualification match. Um Heyman had announced the no disqualification stipulation earlier on the kickoff show. Um and of course, anytime you hear no DQ, right? Like you just always assume there's just going to be um shenanigans, there's going to be a lot of stuff in play. But like this was just this was 25 minutes of just awesomeness like <laughs> like it was great um I don't even know how to describe again I'm sure most people listening to this have watched this match but if you haven't watched it recently like go back and watch it because if you're getting ready for CM Punk's big debut uh for AEW like go back and watch this match. maybe you're getting ready for Brock Lesnar's debut too we'll see uh I don't see it happening but uh perhaps this match could be done again in AEW at some point but like Steve this was just these two beat the hell out of each other and, like, that's exactly what you want in a match like this, and I mean, this this to me just, like, again, furthered the fact that everybody gave, gives Brock Lesnar shit for, like, just how WWE has used him over the years, but, like, when this dude can wants to go, this dude can go. And, like, th- this was the perfect example of that, I thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always said that Brock Lesnar's best opponents were smaller individuals, and people kind of knocked me for that because when when this match first got announced and I thought it'd be a good match because I thought Brock Lesnar and CM Punk would be a good match. People told me, well, Brock Lesnar should face people that are as big as he is because <laughs> there's no way that somebody that's as small as CM Punk could possibly beat Brock Lesnar. And I'm just like, y'all, did you not see Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero back in their way out 2004, which was the best match of Brock Lesnar's career? And one of the best matches of uh, best matches I've ever seen. Just some good show of Brock killing some young, some, uh, some smaller guy who just would not die. And Brock got, got pissed because that small guy just would not die. And the more Brock gets pissed about that, the better it gets. And we saw it with Punk here. And we saw it later on with AJ Styles and with Dan O'Brien. And all Brock's best matches have been against smaller guys. Yeah. And people want to tell me, oh, Brock needs to pushed against big guys like uh, Big Show and Goldberg and Mark Henry. Or like what? The, what are you doing? Good guy. I mean, you're trying to ruin pro wrestling. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it was the it was the best versus the beast. It was the two best Paul Heyman guys going at each other. I did think there was a little too much Paul Heyman interference. I, I don't know I, that Paul is not a good physical guy. <laughs> right. I don't know if he, I don't know if he admit that or not, but I will tell you, he's just that's the physical stuff is not his game. He, he's just not good at physical stuff.
0: Like you said, that's probably the one thing you could point out and just be like, okay, but but again, I just assumed you know, like you said, like we said with the. Um, just kind of looking at it, announcing the no DQ or whatever. I was just like, all right, you assume there's going to be some shenanigans. And I assume, you know, when Paul Heyman's around, there's always going to be shenanigans too. So, um, so yeah, I thought it just, uh I mean, this, this is where we're going to talk about this later, but it's like, this for me is like, it, it's a challenge when I go back and watch this cause I'm like, do I like this match better or do I like the main event better? I know Steve, you're going to have some strong opinions on the main event. Uh, based on how it ultimately played out afterwards <laughs> but um this was just this was great um i just yeah this was this was fantastic and probably everything you could have wanted um out of <laughs> out of this particular match between these two at that time frame so um yeah i just thought that they were they were awesome but uh yes that was a a great match steve and uh now we go into something completely different right um <laughs> uh mark henry Decides to again another current event right like we're just we're just yeah, really Mark, there going down the list here um, Mark Henry splashes a fan that's a that's something right so
1: I would not volunteer for that uh, awesome.
0: yeah I don't I'm not interviewing for that job so uh, Mark Henry
1: <laughs> you volunteered for impact <laughs> you volunteered for Dixie
0: well there's a difference I was volunteering to get paid like to to by impact Dixie.
1: um yeah well that let how about us doing a, a promo for Ring of Honor? I, I saw how, that. The Forbidden Door is open, my friends. That Forbidden Door is open. And by the way, you should be reading my Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor yes. recaps. Let's just say that. That's the one show I can recap regularly.
0: The Forbidden Door is open. You know, like well,
1: you know what? I mean, I, I, I can't do a Raw. Well. Can you, I cannot do a all. That's the one show I cannot recap. The Forbidden uh, Door right now is between me and Raw because anytime I mass review Raw, it's like, no, I cannot. <laughs>
0: uh, t- Tony that's why he's still the MVP? Um, I cannot do that.
1: <laughs> that's the one thing I cannot do. Even if I'm not booked, I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I, it's
1: unfortunately uh, I'm booked for all the Rampage things. Eh? You know, uh,
0: it's not a not not an envious position sometimes with Raw, um, to say the least. Yeah. But. Well, speaking of current stuff, um, Big, e, Big E Langston <laughs> oh, <I laughs> is in I our – Dolph Ziegler,
1: right? Well, well has been current for a
0: long time, right? Like two... He's there. Like 2013, that was probably – 2013 was probably the height of Ziggler, you would say. Uh um... great
1: was, what, was yeah, it... that would have been close to the peak 2014, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, what was, the, what was the Survivor Series where he got the... Um, Sting the ran one? from in 2014, yeah. So that would have been peak for Dolph. 2014, but, uh,
0: yeah. So that we had
1: Dolph the... and Kaitlyn versus AJ, AJ... AJ... AJ Lee. Not AJ Styles. AJ <laughs> Lee. Not AJ Punk. Not AJ Styles. Is <laughs> AJ, AJ Lee.
0: How great was AJ Lee? Like, she was just great, man. I mean... I miss her. She was fun. She was great. Um, She's a
1: good person. I, I liked her. But like I was a big Caitlyn fan, too. I thought she was... I I thought, oh, she was yeah. Caitlyn's great. I miss those two. They're they're both good. And Caitlyn did a quick comeback on May Young Classic. Yeah. And I was hoping to lead to more, but unfortunately it didn't. But, uh, yeah, good people.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is like... This is a pretty... Again, this wasn't a great match by any means. I mean, they... No, it's filler. Yeah, it was I was going to say, they're, they're, they're putting in a spot time. between... They're just
1: killing time here.
0: The <laughs> two main events. But... Like this is this is this was an interesting group of it was four. fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, you know, again, Dolph, Caitlin, AJ, Biggie. It's Dolph and Caitlin getting the win. Um, but I think the biggest thing was like the crowd just needed a they needed a breather before we
1: get to they the needed next. Something part. To calm us down before May main event, and that's exactly what this provided. It was it was good.
0: Yeah, this this was it, and then that led us into um, Miz
1: and Fandango Miz, once Deccan again. Fandango <laughs> to lead to their future program. Which, uh, you know, I know it's sold out Albany. I'll tell you that. Sold out Albany.
0: That was that. Shawn Michaels was really, like, he loved Punk and Lesnar, which, you know, why wouldn't he? Um, yeah, who did? Who didn't? <laughs> Him and, and everybody else did, yeah. And then we get the package for the, the video package for the main event. Um yes. And, you know. The, John
1: Cena wanted to take on Daniel Bryan. The rift between, you know. Well, the fans decided Daniel Bryan should take on John, John Cena, and John Cena would get with that. Yeah. Like, but, yeah.
0: Well, that led us to the main event, and it was Daniel Bryan versus John Cena for the WWE title. Um, It went 26 minutes and I think like 50 seconds, something like that. Um, This, again, I thought was great. Um, I think watching it back, knowing what's coming.
1: That's that's (laughs) the issue. That's (laughs) That's the issue. issue. Um, And the issue is it has the same... You know, finished aftermath yeah. that we had back in 2011 when when right. when so much like event was uh, John Cena versus CM Punk, and you had um don't you had a popular internet uh you know internet hero, which <laughs> Punk and Brian both were and are at this point. Yeah, although I don't, I don't know if we like Punk as much these days. You know, that's fifty fifty <laughs> because well. a lot of internet people are. <laughs> don't like the fact that CM Punk got past wrestling at some point. That's a whole issue, right? I still like him. I like him. I like him. He's fine.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think people are going to love him here in about <laughs> whatever. They will love him um, here in a few soon. weeks. Very debuts yeah. in the United Center. Yes. The, he will He will be universally loved. <laughs> the first um, dance. Yes. Here very soon. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what I thought when I went back and like watched this, that's what I thought. I was like, I originally, I love this match, but I, I still think originally I liked Punk and Lesnar more, but going back yeah. and watching this one, it didn't, it was, again, I still think it's great, but I think it's, it's hurt by what comes after it. And because you already know, because at the time, like you didn't know exactly
1: that this was going to happen. Yeah, you kind of, I mean, I, I kinda had a feeling. you had a like, sense, I kind of but... had a feeling because of, the, uh, 2011 finish I kind of have the it's like oh my god we're gonna have something stupid happen here
0: yeah well yeah. that that's where I think that this match if you go back now it's again I mean I, I loved it I thought it was great but I think it's just there's a lot on the aftermath which of course if you if you're listening to this I'm sure you know what we're talking about but you know Brian wins the match um, you know celebration there's also you know pyro confetti everything's coming down and Randy Orton um comes out yeah Real, Triple H pedigree Brian yeah Orton cashes in Orton's yeah. the champ <laughs> so yeah. y-
1: y- I mean I will say that it was better executed in 2011 when you when you had freaking Kevin Nash coming down Oh yeah yeah <laughs> and now Butch Hurdel Alberto Del Rio! Coming in together. <laughs> we're going to time, we're gonna have to timestamp
0: yeah. that. Like, Steve Alberto Del Rio entrance. We're going to have to timestamp <laughs> that on the, uh, the article on YouTube. But um,
1: That's pretty good. I'm not yeah, going to lie. No, I, you good. know, I don't pat myself in the back very often, but that, that is pretty good.
0: You missed your calling. Um, so, <laughs> I it's... uh. Yeah, so so that's the that's the outcome. We know what it leads to. We know we eventually get to pay off with this, but at the time, it's like I think back and I'm just like, it just like they were chanting Daniel Bryan like from the start of this show. Like they were chanting it before the, yeah. the Ring of Fire match, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you were you just you give them. But but again, I will say they WWE could have said, you know what, we're never going to go to this. It took them a while. We know like they've they had no choice but to give in. But yeah. I just felt like, you know, still, you look back and you're like, man, what a what an interesting way to finish this. Because, yeah, like you had finally gotten your big moment, what everybody had wanted, and then, bam, it's taken away. Just like that. And that started that long road uh, for Brian to get to WrestleMania 30 and, of course, win the title. Um,
1: and we'll never know whether that's the original plan or not. It should have been.
0: What was it? Originally, wasn't it supposed to be... Um, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania thirty. I That's think.
1: what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and so we'll never know for sure because some people will tell us, "Oh, it's the plan all along, Daddy." Yeah, I don't think it so. It was the <laughs> plan all along. We're gonna build them up. We're gonna build them up by dropping out, there, buddy. We're going a wide wide family. We're gonna drop them <laughs> out, and we're just gonna drop them out until y'all told us that we can make You know that. Not... Although I will say, one, well, if I did to do that Bray Wyatt column, which I will not. Because I, I miss God. one of the best Bray Wyatt moments was when, you know, when they had the Bray Wyatt, when they had Daniel Bryan join the Wyatt family and they had the cage match with, uh, I don't know who the cage, cage match was with. I don't even remember. Yeah. But they lost the cage match. And, you know, they're trying to have Bray squash Daniel Bryan and Brian, you know, Brian fights back and Brian beats up Bray Wyatt. He gets up on the cage and people chant "Yes, yes, yes." That was the best. That is the best. That is the best. Wide family, Mount for Dale and Brian do You glad, remember that? I'm glad you remember all
0: that because
1: I was I just what I'm talking about here. Because I was
0: just thinking, like I do remember it vaguely, but I also am like there's just so much that I forget. And like this show yeah. was a perfect example. There's so much I forgot about even on this show. So I'm like, you know,
1: it's just like, man, it's just once. Daniel Bryan turning a white family. That was a good moment. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but the thing is, there's a lot of shit that leads to it. <laughs> well, and that's why I can't do a top seven Bray White moments because there's just a lot of shit going. I don't know. I mean, I don't try- I don't want to bury a guy. I feel bad for him. Yeah, good guy. I'm sure.
0: Well, we'll we'll see what's next for him. I, I don't think he'll lack opportunity. Um, no,
1: he will not. not I'm sure all. that he'll find some opportunity somewhere. Whether it's in wrestling, whether it's in horror movies, he'll find out them.
0: Where do you rank the SummerSlam? Two thousand thirteen. It's gotta be in that top tier, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Top top tier. Top tier. Um I mean I think two thousand two is probably the one that still comes to mind for me. Uh um, we'll get there at some point. We'll get there on our two thousand two rewatch. But yep. yeah, I think this not this no doubt. This is one of the best SummerSlams, I think, uh, ever. Um and yeah, just based on again the the top two matches were just, I mean, they, they were as advertised. And um, even though you got to finish at the, the main event, I still think its it still holds up pretty well. So, all right, we'll see what we get from you with SummerSlam 1995, because I,
1: I oh. that is... Well, um, you know, that's, that's not going to be covered in the top seven SummerSlam matches. I'm not going to lie. None of those matches made the cut.
0: I don't know how many current events we'll be getting
1: to in SummerSlam 1995. Um well, I mean, uh, well, if Isaac Yankin decides to step down <laughs> for, as mayor of Knoxville, we'll see. Uh, <laughs>
0: for for the for the unaware, that show featured uh Triple H versus Bob Holly, um, <laughs> Hakushi and the 123 Kid, hmm. Barry Horowitz and Skip. Oh boy. Uh, Bertha Faye and Lundra Blaze.
1: Oh, that could be good. The Blue awesome. Brothers?
0: Versus the Smoking Guns. (laughs) The Undertaker and Kama in a casket match. (laughs) Bret Hart, Isaac Acum, as we've mentioned. Um, Razor, Moan, and Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. So there's at least one thing
1: we're going to get out of this.
0: And then the main events, um, which I'm going to assume minus the... The main event,
1: (laughs) And then the arena in the country. (laughs) King, Mabel, and Diesel. Yes. Yes. Oh, they were all way for that to be breath. Incredible. So there's yeah.
0: your there's your 1995 SummerSlam lineup. Which and if you have...
1: wonder why WCW had some momentum hands in main Nitro you're... in 1995. You're going to learn there's very quickly.
0: Easy... <laughs> <laughs> when You see that card. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, yeah, we can run against that. <laughs> you are you are going to, when you listen to the SummerSlam 95 episode, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. You
1: can <laughs> see why they would be run against that. Yeah, you know. Why Lex Luger? Well, you know, we're gonna push you eventually, Lex. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be on SummerSlam, but okay.
0: <laughs> um, SummerSlam '95 is going to test our limits of, I think, uh, our wrestling coverage, uh, because I just we'll we'll see. But this is gonna be um, this is gonna be an interesting one. Before we get to SummerSlam 2000, as we said earlier, that's what we will wrap up with. But Steve, like you mentioned, um, you've got a lot going up on the site. Uh, we've got the botch column, of course, and then. Uh, the top SummerSlam matches. Anything else uh, you want to plug before uh, we wrap up?
1: I think that's mostly all I want to do. You're not going to plug
0: season. any of my stuff. You're not going to plug my AW Dark reviews or anything like oh, that. Well, the AW gonna... Dark
1: reviews pretty good. I mean, <laughs> how did you feel? Well, if we're going to talk about AW Dark, we'll, right. well, okay, let's unpack that. How did you feel about Max Caster taking shots against Moon Biles and Duke Lacrosse? How do you feel? about and Julie Hart's. Uh, how do you feel about that?
0: The Julia Hart part, I think, for that probably was, and, you know, again, I, I realize if you're someone like you just jump into that and you're like, whoa. Um, because I, and I, that's what I wrote in The View. I was like, immediately as soon as I heard the caster thing, I'm like, this is not going to be for everyone. Um, this is going to be a pretty strong reaction, I would say, um, probably on both sides from people who are like, oh,
1: he's a heel. And there's probably going to be others who are like, he's oh, wait a, heel, wait a second. <laughs> um, Jim Cornette will not jump on the board jim cornell will be probably one of the first guys to say oh it's not good
0: castor's been talking about her for weeks now on dark and i'm like
1: when i heard it i was like i didn't know i did not know honestly Matt castor was that old yeah right like so now it's like oh my god oh wow that that puts a different bent on things yeah so honest. i
0: again i'm not surprised i was i think just hearing it i was like yeah, I felt like that was something that AEW probably would have clipped before they put it up, but of course Tony Khan's come out since and it's like, well, that just got through and
1: So now I mean, he has to have this stuff. Huh? He can because it all. somebody fucked up. Yeah. So <laughs> so you agree with me there with that this whole thing with it with it wasn't good, right?
0: No, and, and I I said I I as soon as I heard it, I'm i you know, again, someone who recaps dark every week, I'm thinking, I hear these raps every single week from Caster, and that one like when immediately when I heard it, I'm like, uh oh. Like <laughs>
1: Because Charlotte got a reaction on Raw yes. when she made some M. Biles reference. Exactly. Um, Which I, I, I don't like some M. Biles references because I don't like people well, shooting mental mouth. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, like it's just, uh, it's one of those places I think you don't, There, there's no, what is the benefit, right, of adding that to your promo? Like it does nothing. nothing. It nothing. does nothing for you um
1: except getting you fired you know pretty much yeah well,
0: yeah like it just it doesn't do anything for you so like i've i've enjoyed the acclaimed work i think it's good but i like i said i, I immediately knew when he said that i was like oh this is one that's going to get a reaction and um there you go check everything out formany.com all the reviews everything over there columns all that good stuff um and as always the uh, gofundme Larry the family we'll have that in the show notes so continue to share contribute uh, to that if you can and uh, again, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. As we mentioned, we'll be back with more SummerSlam uh, retro reviews. As on the next one, we will be looking at SummerSlam 1995 with that just great card we just mentioned. Um, so that'll be yes. next. So <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic and uh, tremendous. If you think this went off the rails, get ready for SummerSlam 1995. Um, there's there's your cell. Like there's a There'll hard be plenty sell.
1: We of uh, contemporary news though with uh, King Mabel and mm-hmm. Kevin Nash. Yes.
0: Well, I just wanna quickly before we wrap up 18,062 people attended SummerSlam 1995 18,000 incredible how
1: about that
0: incredible how about told you that? it's to be a we great show these
1: promotions would be marking their shorts for that my god got to be a great show
0: so that'll be up next be sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, search for 411 on wrestling uh, subscribe to it any podcast app you use and uh, again thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time here on 411 on wrestling podcast